Hello, and welcome to Morgan Latif Presents Coaching You Through Crisis. I'm Sam Latif, co-founder and director of Morgan Latif and your host. And this week, my guest is Dr. Carolina Klebar. Carolina is an accredited and internationally active executive coach. Her goal is really to support in transformational phases and supports um, both organizations, teams, and leaders going through corporate programs or change management initiatives and or individuals uh, just going through uh, development phases, both in their professional and personal lives. She also has a real strong passion for developing and mentoring uh, female leaders. Um, on top of this, she has a PhD in organizational psychology and also spent eight years as a, at a top tier management consultancy in Germany. Today, she's talking to us about coaching in the new now. So uh, Carolina gives us some really interesting assumptions about what the new now will be like for all of us and really also contextualizes this uh, in regards to coaching and again, analyzes this in terms of how it applies at the individual, at the team and the organizational level. So as always, uh, I hope you find this valuable and why don't we go into the conversation. Uh, good morning, Carolina. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Sam. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, thanks for making the time as well. Um, I've sort of shifted a little bit of the, the, the normal uh, introductions with the show in that now that we're all emerging from this lockdown, uh, I think what's more interesting perhaps to understand is before we go on to the topic that you wish to discuss with us, more from a personal perspective, you know, as a, as a parent, as a spouse, as a friend, I mean, maybe what's one lesson that you've taken from this lockdown and this situation that you're going to be taking forward with yourself? Yeah, Sam, listen, I think there are so many lessons we, we all learned and I tried to think about this in the last couple of days and also discussed with family and friends and I think for me there are two big learnings. So one learning will be that the corona crisis is a massive uh, a situation which we handle right now. So we learned all of us that we can change when we go out of our comfort zone so that we are able to adopt, uh, improve, uh, go out of the comfort zone and learn. So change is happening right now and this will also continue. And the second big learning is that Corona or such a situation didn't happen before to any or almost any of us. Uh, so what will be remain is a, a stick in the collective memory. So we will still remember how we felt, what we did, what we told our children when we look, when we look back a couple of years ago. Uh, so even our children will have it at school and, and will take the learnings from Corona and uh, move on with it. So these are my two big learnings from it. Also, in, in keeping with the tradition of the, the podcast and the show, I always like to understand the origin story of a coach. Um, I know you used to work in consulting. You, you worked uh, a number of years in, in the corporate world. But uh, what for you was it really that, um, you know, motivated you to, to pursue um, your, your coaching career? Yeah, Sam, for me, it was always the passion for people. So already during my studies, I had the strong wish to work with people, help them grow in the personal development and work in different kinds of setups. So I studied sociology, psychology and communication science and did my PhD in organizational psychology. And then for me, it was a logical step to try out different things and learn from organizations, diverse cultures, heterogeneous teams during my 15 years in consulting business. And after having seen so many organizational transformations, restructurings, uh, improvement programs, and working with uh, teams internationally, uh, it was for me a great benefit to pursue with my coaching business. So 
then I decided to do my systemic business coaching apprenticeship and uh, get self-employed. And it was a really great step and I love my job right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know how much you've enjoyed it when we've talked before. And as you said, management consulting often serves as a very good school to, to, to move on from that. So um, really great to hear. And, and listen, the, the topic you're talking to us today is about learnings from the new now. You're also with your particular coaching lens, you're, you're also going to give us some um, practical applications for it. But um, mm. before going into it, um, I was curious to also understand what, a lot of people refer to the new normal you refer to the new now, so maybe explain to us why that is. Yeah, I gave it a big thought on it. Uh, and for me, the new normal, what is the new normal? I had discussions with my clients, with friends, colleagues. So what is the normal? Is it the normal we had prior Corona? Is it the normal we will have maybe after the time of crisis? Um, it's like it is. As a coach, I see the present and we have to deal with the present stage. And that's for me the new now. You know, you, you uh, obviously also helped us put um, a presentation to make it visual and, 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 and take us through that. So uh, I'll leave the floor to you. Why don't, we, uh, why don't you kick us off with that? The first assumption is that uncertainty will remain for the new now. We have all questions around the issue, when will, be, when will we be back to normal life? When can we go to, to our offices again? How long will it take to have a vaccine and to have a cure to heal? So these are all the questions which are in our heads and which we have to handle right now. Also for organizations, so what is the next stage of business? Uh, do we grow? What do we do with our footprint strategies? These are all questions which are open right now and which will go on. So this is something we need to take into account when we work with organizations and individuals. The second uh, assumption is that adoption to flexible work and digitalization accelerated within this phase. So this is a real uh, positive way of seeing it. So on the one hand, we all learned uh, right now that we have been pushed into the digitalization phase. We work from home, we do virtual uh, meetings, virtual workshops, we learned about digital tools. So this is, this is great. So we accelerated our competences in, in working remotely and also use uh, facilities and networking opportunities at hand. On the flip side, I have to say that, uh, of course, digitalization and working from home uh, is, uh, is hindering real social interactions. So uh, what the people are telling me is that they miss real interactions. They miss face-to-face -face interviews. They miss uh, uh, just to go to the next door and talk with their colleague. So this lack of physical face-to-face -face contact is really uh, growing and the people are not suffering already, but there will be the stage that they cannot stand it anymore. And of course, people are also getting tired with all this kind of video conferencing. For me, this means that we need to be careful to balance it and also to find uh, ways to overcome this and to really take uh, pay attention to how can we uh, create team building trust in this virtual space. Yeah, and um, I think I read that um, data showed that we kind of um, moved forward five years in consumer and business digital adoption because of the, 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 the crisis and uh, it kind of moved forward at, in, the, in, the, in the space of five years of what was expected. We did it in eight weeks. So hmm. 
there's actually, I mean, there might be naturally some resistance to that. So what would you also um, suggest to, um, for organizations that might face resistance from within on, on this digital adoption? Yeah, if there is resistance, I need to find out where the resistance is coming from. So to find the gaps, uh, what do the people need? What are their expectations? What are their concerns? Do they, uh, is that just a lack of having the right equipment at home, doing home office, for example? Is there a lack in a competency? So do we need a digital competency building? Or is it uh, just only not suitable to the business uh, uh, surroundings, what I face as, a, as a, a small business, for example. So I need to find out what the concerns are and try to close the gap if there are sentiments towards digitalization. Uh, third assumption, purpose and responsibility, physical and mental health of employees became core values again. They have been important, of course, prior to Corona, but right now we, we, we have been clashed with the truth that people, talent, humans are the core talent in the company. So every company had to deal with it and set up uh, mental and physical health measures like uh, setting up uh, distance guidelines, setting up home office uh, equipment for their people and so on. I think this will also remain in the collective memory of organizations and within the people. So they have experienced that they are more valued right now and that health is important and that caring each other is a core value. And for the organizations, this will also have the impact on rethinking a set of values and so on. But we will see what will come out of this assumption or of this learning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's probably one of the most interesting things to see how cultures uh, evolve uh, with companies uh, because of this, for sure. Yeah, and I think it will be, have also a great impact on talent management because, yeah, absolutely. as you know, there are different generations and they experience these, uh, yeah, the situation right now, how people behave and there will be other mindsets within the people and these also reflect then the, the values and the retention and the marketing initiatives of companies. Yeah, absolutely. The next assumption is that empathic leadership and caring for each other are revitalized qualities. So what does this mean for me? Uh, when I talk to my clients right now, to my coaches, I, I always had sessions around uh, empathetic listening, uh, using all senses for virtual co collaboration, building trust. Uh, be honest, be very clear and transparent in the communication. So these have been in the mind of the managers and professionals for the last couple of weeks. How mm -hmm. can they uh, establish trust, be empathetic and be authentic as a leader? So this has been key topics. So I, I think this will also remain and there will be uh, learnings from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and as you said, it's a common thread. Um, it's a big topic, not just with our podcast. I know we've talked about it uh, throughout, but I think also, um, you know, in, in a lot of literature articles, etc. But one thing I, I wanted to certainly get your perspective on is, is also how do you balance sort of being this kind of inspirational, empathetic, comforting leader, whilst still pushing for performance in a time where, you know, results and, and performance is still of the utmost importance? Yeah, this is a, a hot topic <laughs> for ages because yeah. um, uh, in the past years, people tried to push or leaders tried to push. This is the old kind of leadership style, which we still have in some remaining parts. But the 
the, the leaders of today want to be authentic. They want to have a trustful relationship. So the key, the key takeaways for them is really to, to learn how, what kind of leader do I want to be? Uh, how, what kind of role model want, do I want to be? What are my do's and don'ts? How can I set a, a leadership manifesto for myself when I'm uh, established as a new leader for a team? How can I uh, establish trust? So uh, build up one-on-ones, uh, talk about myself, be authentic, give them something for their heads, for their hearts, and for their hands. So be also pragmatic when in, in terms of uh, solution-orientated things. When people need something from me as a leader, then try to find a solution. Mm -hmm. Do not neglect. So my, the, the key things are really being honest, honest, transparent, and uh, true. Uh, next assumption is that economic downturn will have an impact on professional life. We read it every day in the past. So there will be restructurings. There will be a downturn phase. Uh, politicians, governments, organizations are struggling with the phase we are deal having right now. There is uncertainty. We are still in this VUCA world and it's accelerating. So it's, it will be uncertain. It will be volatile. And uh, yeah, we, ha we will have, there will be improvement measures. So what does this mean also for the individuals? They feel that there will be a prosperity downturn and that it might have also an impact on their professional life and also on their life at home, having less money, having maybe no job, working on reduced hours and so on. So this is something uh, which organizations already face and also people face and which we have which we have to deal with. So how can we still be uh, clear on the measures and also on the second hand, be quite transparent, honest and clear to the, with the communication and the change management uh, measures, which will need to be done. Yeah. And then I'd like to get maybe your recommendation because you're right, you hear from different outlets, media outlets, the, the, the economic downturn that's coming. But again, nobody can really predict how severe it would be. So one day, you know, you might read in, in the New York Times that it's going to be the worst economic downturn in history. Sometimes people are, present, uh, are, are, um, are predicting a quick um, rebound. What should someone do with all that information that they're getting? Is it best sometimes to just filter out the information that is more positive or should you try to take all the information in what is your i mean also maybe linking it to the mental health aspect of it but you know what should one do to sort of filter out the right information so that one can still have you know the right mentality when it comes to to confronting this uh, potential downturn yeah this depends also on my personality and how i uh, i cope with situations like these there are some very optimistic people around us who read the, the news in the press and still have a very optimistic mindset and view on their future so they have the the feeling that they have the resources and the strengths to cope with all that then we have more negatively biased people among amongst us and for them it's it's important maybe to to seek out for help to uh, reframe the situation, to see uh, what is already there, what they can change, what they cannot change. So there's a circle of influence, what I can influence as a person and what I can influence maybe with my team as a manager or with my organization and what not. And what do I need to accept more or less uh, and then try out to find strengths and resources to cope with everything. 
as a coach, this means for me, I carefully listen uh, with such personalities for strengths. And then I, 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 uh, I mirror it back and say, listen, you just told me that in the beginning of the crisis, you have been feeling great and you did that and that and that. So uh, what was the thing that you're not feeling great again? And uh, what makes you feeling great still doing this? So looking for strengths and uh, getting a right mindset to cope with this. So last assumption, it uh, all in all, we sum it up, we will benefit from incorporation of learnings into organizational culture and ways of work working. So this is a really special phase we are going through. I'm optimistic. Yeah? I see many learnings, many opportunities. There are really not good things happening, but in the end, uh, many people also try to, to work on personal growth. So I have a nice coach example here I have one manager he already worked for authentic leadership style for a couple of months and mm -hmm. right now he's on uh, working short hours so he has more time to reflect and he uh, told me that he had a great discussion with his mother and he revealed some very important things about childhood about his inheritance and so on and then he really could find uh, the clue to some hidden um, Hidden, hidden stuff he didn't realize uh, in his personality. And so yeah. we, when he revealed that we could work with that. And so he had a huge step in personal growth because he took the time to slow down, to chill in this phase and to learn from it, uh, to learn from his past, to learn how he's feeling now. And in the end, he told me, look, this was the biggest learning I had in the last couple of ages. And I will still look on it when I'm 60 and I will not look back when I'm 60 and said, oh, I did my six month forecast when I had time during yeah, the COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it was really a step ahead. And when we leverage this, so from a personal viewpoint, you can have learnings, you can ha have time to reflect, you have time to, to spend time with the family, also on a team and organizational level. There are so many things right now which we can build up reflect and uh, learn so it will be yeah, a leap on the next step with an evolution maybe even <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah and i think with these learnings i mean uh, there's also uh, kind of it's it's application i think you also wanted to tell us a bit how the, the actual coaching application in, relates to these kind of learnings so um why don't you take us through that as well i mean what what is the for kind of uh, framework you've given us to, to apply this? So uh, from my coaching experience there, there are many uh, things how I can handle this and um, I try to condense it again into kind of a coaching pyramid for the new now right. and it starts at the bottom. So the first thing I need to establish to handle the new now is to to have a mindset and coping strategies. So like I told you, being optimistic, learn something and uh, build on my own strengths uh, that I have the resources and I can move forward. Mm -hmm. The next thing is that I need to have routines and ways of working. For now, this means, for the new now, this means I just need to have the, the resources, the equipment to work virtually and to work with the way it is like right now. Maybe I do need to have new routines at home, uh, parenting the, the kids and so on. So these are all things I have to rebalance a bit that I have my, my structured day for working, for parenting and so on. Yeah. 
The next level would be communication and collaboration. So this is a very important point for me because when the economic downturn is coming and we have to change management measures and so on, then communication is not only key right now, but also in the phases to come. So how do I want to communicate as a coaching topic? How do I want to communicate as a person, as an organization, build up trust, be honest and so on. And the collaboration part of it is to to set up guidelines for collaboration in the new now, maybe working virtually together, and then collaboration after the lockdown phase, when we come back into the offices again. For me, it's important that we do not forget that we need some kind of onboarding afterwards. So teams are coming back to the office after months of not working together. So I would say, let's have a party, let's do a team building workshop, let's do something, let's onboard it. And especially onboard newly hired people, our new team members. So this we should not forget when we rush into the next actions, when we are finally at the office again. Yeah. Then, strengths and capabilities. So this is, uh, we, as you see, we go up higher <laughs> in the pyramid. Strengths and capabilities is on personal view and also for organizations to really work out their strengths to cope with the situations. What do I have? What do I need? Uh, what's there already to cope with the new now? Development. Uh, remember the example I've given you from my client, uh, client who had personal growth because mm -hmm. he reflected everything and tried to use the time. Um, yeah, so I think this is one of the key learnings we can, can have. Core values, let's think on purpose, responsibility, caring for each other. So I talk about company values here, about uh, team uh, spirit or team values and also personal values. Within this phase and afterwards, we can reflect what have been my values prior to Corona, during the new now, and what do I want to have as my value set, my principles afterwards. How do I want to proceed? So this is a, a big issue we can handle in coaching. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is uh, the identity. So who do I want to be right now in this hard or tough phase? And who do I want to be afterwards? So how mm -hmm. to grow, um, what to do right now, have the, the right mindset, show the behavior I want to show, uh, be the better version of myself so this is something we can build on right now yeah yeah and you gave us a good example there i mean um already with one of your clients but with regards to some of the other um aspects you noted on that pyramid are there also any kind of key examples that also come to mind i mean that really helped us contextualize it a little bit better yeah, thank you, Sam. This is a good point because the points have been quite theoretical. I have indeed a new now coaching example. I have a client. She got promoted on 1st of April to a marketing director role and she dreamt for the role already for ages. She, has, she is in the company already a couple of years and now her team grew. And uh, she told me in the coaching sessions, listen, Carolina, um, it's great to have this promotion, but uh, the, the timing is really weird because now I'm sitting at home with my three kids, with my husband, really in a lockdown phase. And I have to uh, have a new team now. I have new, uh, a new sandwich position even. I have new bosses. 
and they are quite demanding. And I have also a team member who wanted to have my role and he is now maybe a bit pissed. And what should I do? And for me, the whole situation is uh, I'm close to burnout even because with three kids, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And then, okay, we try to breathe (laughs) and then really focus on her strength. So what brought her to the role? It was her strengths, her resources, her experience. And then we tried up to build this kind of the pyramid I just uh, showed you. So have the right mindset. So the mindset of being optimistic and uh, handle it like it is because she cannot uh, change the situation. She she needs to work remotely with her team. That's the given situation, full stop. And then we we found out what she's needing, what she uh, needed. And this was, uh, yeah, some hints in building up the the relationship with her team. So we came up with one-on-ones, really uh, talking through who she is, built up the trust she needed. Also talk with the person she thought uh, that he's maybe pissed. Uh, and to, to find out what his expectations are, what uh, what his goals are, and to support him also in his role, and to say thank you, and that you're still in my team, and that you want to work with me. I'm really glad that you're in my team. And then to find also out what uh, bosses want, needs, and what all of her concerns, experiences, to bring it together and 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 really cluster it. And the most important thing was really that she got the feeling of, hey, I can do it, I can handle it, and uh, it's fun, and I'm proud of myself, and after this phase, I will have a a good team onboarding, and yeah, we will do it together as a team, and that she's also not alone. And for the burnout part, of course, she needs to set up some some simple tricks with her husband and say, let's divide parenting time, and let's try to, to set up some routines that each of us can can handle the situation and even the communication with her kids. So it was a real systemic or holistic approach on coaching. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really like to see her grow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, have you kept in touch with her recently? Have you seen how she's now um, feeling um, since, uh, since she had that, that kind of breakthrough? Yeah, of course. Uh, she's still in the phase that she's in the lockdown and she's still uh, handling all the sessions remotely and we're doing online coaching on a, on a virtual, so on the basis from two to four weeks, uh, depending on, on the issues she's, or the challenges she's having right now. And yeah, I still, I still work with her. Um, so I'll leave the last word with you now, uh, Carolina. Um, having had this review then, what do you then think are the key success factors for coaching uh, in the new now? The key success factors for the new now is to really see it holistically, to really take into, uh, into account the individuals, the teams and the organization as a whole, and to work on all these levels as a coach or as a change manager, to help the individuals to cope with the situation, to give teams uh, tools and methods at hand to, to work together, to collaborate, and also to f- help the organizations to find the, the purpose and to find the measures they need to take in, in personal development and so on. So these three should always go together, individual, team and organizations. And of course, there are the general key success factors in coaching, like uh, being very solution oriented. Do not look too much into the past or in what's missing. Look at what's there and work with it. 
And uh, of course, coaching should always follow uh, transparent and clear goals. So it should be realistic. You remember maybe the SMART goals. So this is also goals for coaching. And in the end, coaching should be established as a, a method to help and to support. And I think these are the, the, the key points to, to use coaching for the new now and uh, support from uh, and, and benefit from it. Mm. Well, that's great. And, um, you know, said some really useful lessons. That's a great way to end it. Uh, whether you're going to be coaching yourself through this or coaching others through this new now. Um, Carolina, I really appreciate your time and, and thanks so much for, for being on the show. Thank you very much, Sam. Take care.